This is a crypto finance podcast. We are holding internal knowledge sessions and publish selected episodes to share our know-how and experience with you. The topic today is, uh, is Bernadette talking about the intrinsic value of Bitcoin. I find it a very interesting question and it's actually it's one of the most frequently asked questions, especially um, not really in, in client meetings, but whenever I or also others give presentations in, in events and conferences, uh, then almost always this question comes up. So I think it's, it's worthwhile to talk about that in more. Good. Welcome, everyone. I want to start with a game. You have your piece of paper, and I would like that you, because we're talking about intrinsic value, we'll do a first assessment on what you think about intrinsic value. So can you please write a one? And then after the one, write what, in your opinion, the intrinsic value of Bitcoin is. Just as a number. As a number. Yeah. So, and for the ones at home, you can write, or listening from not here in the room, you can write your numbers down as well, and then compare in the end to what the people in this room have. Good. So, number one, intrinsic value of Bitcoin. What do you think is the intrinsic value of Bitcoin? So, let's say at this moment today. Good. Then number two, please write the number two, and behind it, the intrinsic value of one ounce of gold. How much is it in the market right now? One ounce? Just to have a reference? 1,600. It's, uh... And then, if you have that, you can write the number three, and after that, the intrinsic value of the company Snap Inc. That's the company that built Snapchat. <laughs> As in market cap in US dollars. I like the game. <laughs> <laughs> what is it currently? The current market cap is 30 billion. Good. And if you have written down all the numbers, you can give it to our calculator, Levin, who then will, while I'm continue talking, calculate the average of all the pieces of paper for each of the numbers. Um, then first, that we are all on the same level, what actually is intrinsic value is the first question. So I brought a definition from Investopedia, what intrinsic value actually means. There it says, intrinsic value is a measure of what an asset is worth. This measure is arrived at by means of an objective calculation or complex financial model rather than using the current trading market price of that asset. So basically what in general is meant by intrinsic value, it's a value the asset actually has, which may or may not be different from the market price. Hoysi, what's your opinion on that? Well, I think that's, that's quite true. The intrinsic value is probably never where the market price currently is. But intrinsic value on those three assets, to me, have completely, completely different meanings or models I would apply to figure out what I believe the intrinsic value is. So comparing them doesn't make sense to me. And there we're getting exactly into the point that I want to talk a little bit about first. When we talk about intrinsic value, especially of financial assets, meaning stocks, bonds, options, then whatever, there you have an underlying company. So what people do that evaluate the company, they try to assess what the company is actually worth, 
by there are different models where which Hoysi was talking about before, I guess, like do you discount future cash flows? Do, do you look at ratios that you have? Do you look at the book values? So the goal there is to derive in the end a value, an objective value, as it says in the definition, objective calculation or complex financial model. So these models can get quite complex to then derive a value that you can have for that company. And obviously, if we're then talking about investing, if you are a value investor, you check what the actual price is, and then you see if it's cheap or expensive compared to the value to have you have. So if you should buy or sell that asset. When we're going a step down, it's probably easier to think about intrinsic value when you talk about commodities. Because commodities are mostly used something. So like basic example is grain or wheat. They have an intrinsic value because they are food, right? I think everyone can agree to that, that every one of us needs to eat so that there is some intrinsic value, which the commodity has because it can be eaten and we all need to eat. Then you can also think about, for example, oil as having intrinsic value. What's the intrinsic value of oil? You can produce energy out of it with which you can run a car, so you can move somewhere, you can do different things with, these ener with the energy, so there you also have an intrinsic value. Then obviously I don't want to go into the math or the model deeply because I think that's not really good when talking, but obviously there you can have different models as well of how you calculate that intrinsic value of these commodities. Um, especially if you look at something like oil that's scarce, where the scarcity also mostly factors into these models. Then obviously we have other commodities like if you go really basic also for example stone stone has an intrinsic value because you can or or wood because you can build a house so you can make something out of it then the the second thing i told you to write down was the intrinsic value of gold so there we're going into another category which is precious metals there the question is what is gold used for what do you use gold for you're making some part of uh, CPUs. Yes, jewelry, and then obviously investing. So when we look at the breakdown, and I found the numbers from 2019, I hope they are re reliable, then it's that of the gold we have, 48% is used for jewelry, around 7% for technology, so that's the GPUs and electronics, and 29% is investing and 14% for is within central banks. So what does that tell you about the intrinsic value of gold? What are your opinions on that? I would like to rewind a bit. Um, when, you, when you talked about intrinsic value, you mentioned um, commodities, food, grain, for example. And I always struggle with or to distinguish um, intrinsic value has it to do with supply and demand, or is intrinsic value just there is a base value that commodity has, no matter if there is supply or demand for that asset. And because it makes a, a, a huge difference when you look at the three assets, if they, if they do have um, a proper intrinsic base value or if they're, they're price and intrinsic value just moves up and down with supply and demand. The, the, the difference of grain and gold is grain you can grow, 
so there's no scarcity in it and gold there is um, a limited supply so there is scarcity in it so the intrinsic value is probably more driven by supply and demand than by the actual value of holding gold and you can do something with it so but is it really intrinsic value if you have supply and demand defining the intrinsic value which is nothing supply and demand is nothing intrinsic to the grid itself so if you look at like gold or silver i mean if you look at the models there obviously you have all these nice models which most of them rely on the supply and demand aspect but no one if you measure the price of gold checks if how much jewelry is made or how important it will become to computers in the future because that's such a small demand or value it has of itself so do you think that it's intrinsic if you look at supply and demand yeah, the value that is added by having that lying around does not really strike me as an intrinsic value and i would define uh, intrinsic value as the minimum supply or demand that is ever going to happen uh, <clears throat> for example with food that has intrinsic value because we need to eat right so there's always going to be some volume and that's independent on the amount of supply and demand because supply and demand is actually what drives price, right? But the minimum one, it's actually uh, what I would define like intrinsic value. For example, air as well. We need to breathe, right? That's why that has intrinsic value. Other kind of stuff like Bitcoin, in my opinion, doesn't have intrinsic value because if people don't use it, if there's not a market price, then if not, there's no supply and demand, then it doesn't have value. So what's in your opinion then the difference to gold? It's the same. Gold doesn't have intrinsic value, in my opinion. Probably only air is the only as the only thing which has an intrinsic value. No, so, so water, food, and right? water food probably as well. Grain, you could replace it with something else. Meat. Yes. If we all become vegetarian, there is no demand anymore for meat. So you have costs to produce the yeah. meat, and there's no demand, so it will go to zero. True, but if you factor in reality, which is that people eat diversely, people need energy to society need energy to move. For oil, etc., then you have a base layer of the minimum intrinsic value that is needed yeah, to society. This is what I think Bernadette is challenging. She is not working on the current assumption because then you always have demand from investments. She is working on the assumption that uh, there's no demand anymore, and then not, nothing has an intrinsic value anymore besides maybe water, air. Yeah, that's not reality, right? In reality, there's always going to be demand for some things. So I, I would say that's the, that, that's the intensity. Yeah, so we should find that. that under the current situation or in extremists. So for me, I'm a little confused. I thought this intrinsic, intrinsic value. So the, the value of, of something is just what people are happy to pay for, right? Mm -hmm. So that's, and that has to be the intrinsic value as well. Unless you say, I always thought that was just basically a, um, sort of an idea of how to predict the movement of a price. But beyond this, this cannot have any. I mean, if you say, for instance, gold is not used for anything, so it doesn't have an intrinsic value. But for the last 50 years, uh, gold price was somewhere around 1,700. Then what does it mean? It doesn't mean anything. You cannot say it doesn't have a value, but for the last 50 years, it, it was quite expensive. So I thought intrinsic value is the value. Uh, plus, you can you can sort of have your formula that give you a say, say a short time prediction to say the demand of gold goes down because you replace it with something else in electronics. And you could say price is still high, but I think the intrinsic value is going down, and I use this as a market prediction. 
why would it be different from the price? Because that's what people are paying. Let, let's just um, hypothetically say uh, we figure out tomorrow that dirt actually has the same properties in electronics as gold. Yeah. Then, then there is no, I mean, the only uh, proper example of, of the intrinsic value of gold that we heard up to now was it's in electronics. Some people repeated that here. So uh, if we figure out that this is not really the case, uh, the value would not go to zero. The value would stay very high. Uh, that's like the, the investment case. And I would def define, I mean, this is probably, probably this session is more about defining what is intrinsic value and what is, what, what, how can that word reasonably be used. I mean, in that regard, I would define intrinsic value as the value of something if there were no investment case of it. Like yes. You, but what is the, but that, what's the point of that? So what would you learn from that? The thing what we see and what our discussion with gold now also shows, I think not everyone is sure that gold actually has intrinsic value, but I think we all agree that it has a value. The question is, where does this value come from? Gold always had a value, but that I more see as a historical value because everyone always believes that gold has a value, that it can be used as a medium of exchange, something that's money-like. We all socially as a society agree on that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that there needs to be, that this is an intrinsic value, which comes from the good itself. And that's also the point where we go to Bitcoin, where there's a lot of discussions about does Bitcoin have an intrinsic value? And it's often compared to gold. Bitcoin does not have yet, I would say, a historic value. But the question is, when we say, when we talk in the context about, of Bitcoin about intrinsic value, what actually does that intrinsic value mean and what does it tell us? Because what's clear is that there's a price. And then you can come hard smooth with your models, calculate predictions and try to see if the value tomorrow is more or less than today, but is there a connection to intrinsic value per se? Does that matter? Sticking with what I said before, if I would uh, remove the investment case of Bitcoin, just say, where is it useful? What can it be used for? Then this, this would maybe, we talked about that in the session about hyperinflation, be the remittance case. And can calculate, okay, uh, how much Bitcoin or um, what, what total amount of value do we need in order to fulfill this remittance case? calculate the velocity of money, calculate from that the value of Bitcoin, you would probably end up at a, at a value that is very low, that is similarly low compared to the current price of Bitcoin, as the, the electronics use case of gold is low compared to the current price of gold. But that would be something that I would accept as the intrinsic value of Bitcoin because it's a better way of money for that particular use case. I think we cannot talk about the demand of any good without talking about the supply of any good. The example air, everybody needs air, like super, that's my favorite thing in the world. But I would not pay money for it because there is almost unlimited amount of it. If I'm in space, air has a price. And the uh, same thing with gold. Gold uh, supply is limited and therefore the demand and therefore the intrinsic value gains traction. And same with Bitcoin. So the best, best price tag that I can put on, on air in space is probably more, most akin to the labor theory of money. It's like, how much does it cost me to get that there? And, and that's probably a direction in which this discussion should not come. <laughs> <laughs> what is the intrinsic value of a house for real estate here? In it's immaterial. Usually, if you, if, you build, if you build a house, the intrinsic value 
and if you can get revenues out of it, then it's not like at least this one creates a value of it. This kind of cash flow one or something. But why would I? That's just the model you try, you use, you like to use. I don't like to use that model because the house I need to um, redo, I need to renovate, I need to put in money, I need to put in time and effort to change the meter. <laughs> um, for me, and I'm an owner of property and renting it out, there's not much intrinsic value in it, except the building blocks of the house, everything else is a lot of hassle and time I need to put in to get some cash flow out of it. So it's just different opinions, but so to me, the commodity itself is the intrinsic value. So, so the house has no real value. The land certainly does have a value. And the land in Zurich has a different value than mm -hmm. the land on the countryside, even though it's both land and can exactly. be used in the same way for, for, for growing potatoes. If, uh, exactly. And that's the idea. That's exactly why I'm asking that. Is, do we have a universal intrinsic value or is it really depends on yourself? So gold for us, it's nice to have. If I'm in Turkey, I'm interested to own gold. So the value there for me is higher than here. I think a lot of what we call intrinsic value is, is context dependent. So exactly is it in Zurich? Do I have water or don't I? Which in Switzerland is like, should I pay for water? No, it's just here. It comes from the mountains and there's a lake. Whereas in the desert, the, the, the intrinsic value, if you cannot move from there and you're just there, is quite different. As we've seen from, from the house example, Jan is differently than Hoysi, and it obviously also depends where that house is. And here I also want to jump to the third question I asked you about the intrinsic value of Snap Inc., which I find also an interesting concept in, concept in regards to that. I already told you that the market cap currently is 30 billion US dollars. They are a company that's now 10 years old. They've never had one year with profits. In 2019, they had earnings before interest taxes depreciation of minus 1 billion. I don't know if everyone knows how they make their money. They make 98% of their revenues through advertising. So there, I don't really have, a, there's a valuation there. So there, people see that it has value. It must derive from that advertising where they get the revenue from. I think as stupid as it sounds, but it's, it's in the investment universe, the scarcity of it. Because the money needs to go somewhere and you buy whatever is out there. You buy a company that never made money and it's 30 billion worth now. The investment universe needs to, to, to put the money at work. So you, you buy it. So coming back about what all we've talked about now, we see that depending on what good we're talking about, we actually measure value differently. So depending if it's a company where we can discount cash flow, commodities where we look more at supply and demand, or then probably also Bitcoin where you more look at supply and demand, our idea of what actually intrinsic value is changes with the goods and probably also over time. What we have with Bitcoin is, and I don't know what the opinions in this room are, what the best models are to value Bitcoin, that there we are still in a pretty early stage where, as far as I see it, there's no common denominator on how you actually want to value this good. So there are a lot of, coming back to the data point, um, a lot of 
models that look at the network. So how much is a network worth, especially in telecommunications and like the internet. Then we have the famous stock to flow model, which is more on the demand and supply side. But there is no common denominator yet. Whereas when we measure other, when we value other things, now coming back, especially to the investment case, there's certain models that are applied in one or the other variant for different goods but the valuation models change per good. So how do you think, would you value Bitcoin? Can I read the numbers now or do you want a different? <laughs> Will you, yeah, tell us the numbers. So <clears throat> I took the freedom of uh, removing the outliers, like the highest and the lowest value because somebody wrote 1 million for Bitcoin and of course distort the outcome <laughs> quite a lot. Uh, so I removed the, the highest and the lowest. The lowest was always zero, by the way. Somebody put zero for everything. And for Bitcoin, that leaves, uh, leads us to 6,376. Quite a lot of people put the current price. Uh, only one person actually put a price higher than the pr current price, that's one million. And a few people were like slightly below or more or less significantly below. For gold, similar, or for gold, we have 1,245. Also there, I removed the highest and the lowest, lowest being zero, highest being 10,000. And uh, the numbers were then pretty similar. So a lot of people put the current value somewhere between 1,697 and uh, 1,700. Uh, and then two people chose 1,000, one person chose 20. So the, the distribution also seems very similar between those of gold and those of Bitcoin. For Snapchat, uh, we come to a valuation of 15 billion. I think that was highly influenced by you telling us before that the current market cap is 30 billion. Most of the people said 30 billion, a few like 10, 20, zero. What would you get out of that? It's mostly quite close to what it's actually traded at. And obviously no one of, none of us did any like complex financial models to derive that price. We don't agree on the intrinsic value and that you can have everything from zero up to a million it should be objective, but how objective can an intrinsic value actually be? Because if it's objective, why can it be that much different from a market price? Let's, let's, let's take a very stupid example. Let's take uh, Amsterdam, half the city will be underwater in, in 100 years. Right? That, I don't know if this is true, but let's just imagine. So if I have a house, which I can rent out today for $1,000, and another flat, which, which is very similar, both of them I can rent out for $1,000, but one of them I know will be like underwater in 100 years. Then the, the current value, the, the, the value that I get from, the, from holding the, the benefit that I got from holding the, the rent is precisely the same. Nobody would pay more rent in an apartment that is also still around in 150 years. The one who pays the rent now doesn't, doesn't care. Still, the house, uh, which is not existing anymore in 100 years, will have much lower value. The, the what can I get out of this today is the intrinsic value. So both of them should have the intrinsic value. But my expectation of future value of something is very different from those two. That's the, the value that I can get on the market for something. If I have sell the house, which is not in existence in 150 years, I will get a significantly worse price than for an equivalent house that gives me the same rent. Um, so the, like the, the, the immediate effect is what I would call the intrinsic value and the expectation of future effects. The investment case, the speculation case, that's nevertheless still the market value or something that you get that you, for, for which you can sell it today. So everything that is like DCF um, would, 
would fall into that category of real current value, but not the intrinsic value. But the market decides your second house intrinsic value by discounting it that in 100 years it's not there anymore. It's not the intrinsic value which is per se lower. It's just the market says there is a, there's a risk, there's a skew. So, I mean, what, what, I'm, what, I, then, what I'm also saying here is that the intrinsic value is far less important than the actual market value. The intrinsic value is, is probably just some academic number that you can create, but which has no reflection in reality. It does not matter for anything. That's why I'm saying that you need to define what you want to do with it. Otherwise, it's just a number that doesn't have any meaning whatsoever. Again, I haven't, I haven't understood at all today uh, why the intrinsic value should be different from the value. Unless you say what you want to do with it, like a, a market prediction, a short-term prediction. You say, at the moment, I think gold is too expensive and it has a low value in my calculation of my intrinsic value. So I go short on gold. But then I can see whether I was right or wrong. But beyond this, as again, to say for the last 50 years, gold if you say for the last 50 years the intrinsic value was less than the actual value of gold, so what, what's the meaning of that? What do you do with that? I mean, of course you can happily say that, but what, what does it help you? What, what depending, does it change? Depending on, on, on the definition, but based on this, like, excluding um, investment, that intrinsic value is the value if there would not be the investment case, then this just tells me that the value of gold and of Bitcoin is, is like 99% driven by by investment, by, by expectation of future. It's not driven by what happens today. That's, that's then just a qualitative statement for, not quite sure for, for the efficiency of the market, because that's not really what I want to say, but for, for how realistic the market is. And maybe the, the market for gold and Bitcoin is just not a realistic market. Some things just decouple from their intrinsic value and develop a value which is stable, which is predictable by its own merits, uh, which has a, a whole other meaning apart from its intrinsic value. And one thing that is clearly of this type is like a 20 franc note. Like the, this 20, 20 franc note doesn't really have an intrinsic value. In the same sense, Bitcoin and gold also do not have the intrinsic value. I'm not discounting that they do have a real value, but this real value is not driven by its intrinsic value. Basically for a lot of these things, what we see as value can be highly debatable if that, that's an intrinsic value per se, or what we perceive it to be, which is no longer objective. It's our subjective understanding, also society in, for example, the 20 franc notes, that this is worth 20 francs. Although we know all that piece of, piece of paper is not. But what gives it the value? It's the government that stands behind it, our economy. But this is a, an abstract concept, which has nothing to do with this 20 franc note, right? So, and also for the gold case where it's questionable what is actually intrinsic value and what is the value humankind has made out of it over the, the years and still does. So what, next time that somebody asks the question, what's the intrinsic value of Bitcoin, um, what's the answer that I should give? Do you know what intrinsic value means? <laughs> yes. Just first you need to find the common ground. Yes. And is intrinsic value actually important or not? Because yeah. as long as we all believe in something, is it important if it's actually even there or not? Most of people ask this question, they are not even really asking for a number. They are asking for what's the intrinsic value concept of Bitcoin. And for, for that, gold does have an answer. It's electronics. It might justify only like 1% of the current price, but it's 
it's there. Some things have value because the society agreed that it has value. So if, uh, if you would have agreed that silver has the role that gold has, uh, then, then the price of gold would be very different from what it's today. So there is some arbitrariness in, in the decision that gold has this role. And everything that involves arbitrariness, I have a very hard time calling that intrinsic. Okay, coming back to the original question, do you see an intrinsic value, as we discussed it right now, without the investment case for Bitcoin? Yeah, for example, um, financial inclusion for people not living in Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> the blockchain itself, it, it ha it's a scarce data place, right? So that could have... I would define that's the intrinsic value of Bitcoin. I would not storing something. Oh, sorry? I would not have expected to hear from you it's blockchain of Bitcoin. <laughs> I mean, the blockchain of Bitcoin, obviously, right? Not the blockchain of something else. So, who now thinks that Bitcoin has an intrinsic value after these discussions? Okay, I see quite a few hands. And for what reasons? Well, remittance is certainly one. We talked about that in the um, hyperinflation session. Um, also, from the hyperinflation session is protection against inflation. That's not a use case in Switzerland. That's not a use case in, like, in most places in, in the Western world, but it is a, um, a use case in, in those places where uh, capital controls prevent you from buying huge amounts of gold and you still want to preserve your property. Bitcoin is probably your best bet even today. Um, it has an intrinsic value for use in buying online things, like purely online things. Like for, for the last uh, probably six, seven years um, already, I pay for my VPN subscriptions in Bitcoin, usually. Just because it's, it's easier and I don't want to give that company my, uh, my, my personal information. Uh, domains as well, like things where, where this, the thing that I get is purely digital and there is no need for me to, to hand over my identity for payment. Uh, it's not illegal what I do with that, but it's, I don't have a reason to give away my identity, so I don't want to pay with credit cards. So it's privacy in the end. It's privacy, yes. Kind of things. But your, your first example was an investment case. Protection against inflation is for me an investment case. And we, I thought we said intrinsic value has, should okay, not so get mixed up with inflation. Uh, my, my first example is remittance. Do you agree on that? Does not require to hold Bitcoin long. It's just for transferring and you then convert it back into the local currency. This is also why I brought up velocity of money as a valuation model for this particular use case. Do you, are you fine with that part? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I agree that, that preservation of wealth is, is, is like a mixed one. I do differ between preservation of wealth and speculation to increase wealth, but I do understand that those are too related. What we see out of that is that when it comes to Bitcoin, things get way more abstract because it's now, it's no longer building a house, having something you can eat, or even a company. It's more abstract concepts now, which also make them harder to grasp and also harder to find valuation models for. Nobody will really say we don't need air. Right? Everybody agreed on that, that this, this air has an intrinsic value. Other things like, like clothes, uh, might have an intrinsic value if you are in Alaska, but do not really have an intrinsic value if you are in moderate climate uh, areas. Still, people pay for them, and most people would consider that intrinsic value because of uh, societal effects. You don't want to be naked. So there, there are societal norms. And the more um, our lives move over to some digital space, the more it's also then relevant to be able to, to measure intrinsic value in this digital space. 
that's where Bitcoin comes in. Just trying to make the bridge to the um, central bank digital currencies. If we move into the digital space, the current central banks are trying to make sure that there is their money available to use in that space. Do I really need Bitcoin for that? On the privacy side, yes. But I'm, I'm having a hard time to find something else. Security. Nobody can, can make the 20 franc note in my, in my hand disappear and reappear somewhere else. That's a property that I would like to carry over to the digital space. Well, thank you very much. It was very entertaining. Thank you. Thank you. Much better. This episode was brought to you by Crypto Finance. We are happy to receive comments and feedback. Email your thoughts to research at cryptofinance.ch.